Greetings, greetings. This is Ray. This is Mama Mail. And we are back for another episode. And our episode, we're going to start with grief. What is grief? Grief. Um, we're going to open up with our prayer. Rachel going to do some background on different types of grief. But we want to always start our session with prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just pray today, Lord God. We know that there are a lot of people that are hurting due to the loss of loved ones through this virus, Heavenly Father. And we just plead the blood of Jesus over families that have lost loved ones tragically, Lord God. We know that there have been loved ones, they have lost mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, all in one family. And God, our heart just goes out to a nation. Our heart goes out to um, each family. Uh, we just pray for comfort and we pray for peace, Lord Jesus, to rest upon families that have lost loved ones. And we pray that this episode will be uplifting, will be comforting to their souls. And Lord, we love you and we bless your holy name. Amen. Amen. So just to start off, I'm just going to give you guys a definition. Grief is deep sorrow, especially caused by someone's death. Grief is also physical, cognitive, behavioral, social, cultural, spiritual, and philosophical dimensions. So just to give you guys a little background, statistics, older adults experience grief at a higher rate than younger adults or children. Spousal loss is common in older adults, as well as the death of friends, siblings, and cousins. About 2.5 million people die in the United States annually, each leaving an average of five grieving people behind. It's estimated that 1.5 million children, 5% of children in the United States, has lost one or both parents by the age of 15. Some causes of grief are death of a loved one, suicide loss, divorce, loss of a job, or loss of a pet. So I'm going to pass it on to you, Mom. Yes, I just wanted to give a shout out. Um, I know in the last um, six months, we have had um, special loved ones that we lost. Um, I want to give a special shout out to the Harris family, which was a phenomenal woman of God in our church. Her name was Miss Tina. Um, she passed away, and but the thing is, we haven't even had a chance to do a proper burial, but we know that she was a fired-up woman of God, but she is now in the Master's hand, loving on Jesus. And then I wanted to give a special shout-out to the Jones family. His name was Pastor Stanley Joan, a phenomenal man of God, and left a legacy um, to his family that 
was just phenomenal. And we just wanted to let them know, both families, that we are standing in the gap, believing, praying for them for their strength. And as we go on, everyone handles grief differently. Sometimes you can love a person so much that it will grip you so hard that you just want to stop living. And I just feel your pain. I feel, you know, what you have gone through because as Rachel and I, I know last, about a year ago, um, it'd be a little over two years um, coming up in August, um, about a year ago, I lost uh, my mom first. And then within less than six months, I lost my brother. And then a couple of months later, I lost my god brother. <laughs> and then after that, three months later, I left my god, I lost my god sister. So within less than one year, that was four loved ones in one year. And I said, Lord, you know, I need you. Because at that moment, it truly gripped my spirit. But I asked myself, does God want us to stay in a grief mode? How long should pain or emptiness last? And I was doing some research, and it says that we should feel better in six to eight weeks after someone has passed away and then it says we should not allow grief to last over six months but sometimes it can take up to about four years before that deep hurt that deep sorrow um, leave us but I just believe it depends on how close you know, you were to that person. It says death has a funny way of bringing things out that you thought you had buried deep within. And sometimes we have to deal with um, deep emotions. And then it says also, Rachel, what about emotions? Emotions will take over. Did I do enough or maybe I should have stayed longer? I wonder if they really love me. I wasn't there when they died. I could have done more. Why didn't I just answer the phone? How can I handle this loneliness? Especially, I feel that um, when my mother died, um, I was my brother and I was my mom's caregiver. And it had gotten to the point, you know, she didn't like nursing homes. She didn't like anyone taking care of her. She always said, I just want my son and my daughter to take care of me. And I remember my son um, was getting married. And I said, well, mom, you know, she could not fly to go support my son um, when he got married. But I always prayed to God, I said, because at that point of her life, she had 
become so ill and I started um, spending the nights with her and I would pray at night. There were days when I stayed with her and she would actually stop breathing, but she didn't know it, only I knew it. And then I would say, Lord, don't let my mother die while I'm here in this house because I knew that it would just be a traumatic experience for me. And, um, but when I flew out to Texas, I knew in my spirit, excuse me, you think it doesn't bother you, but it does. But I knew in my spirit that she had made up in her mind that she was going to go and be with the Lord. But I was so grateful that I did not have to witness her taking her last breath. And that day, the caregiver said, you know, she had so much peace when she died because she knew that my son was, was getting married. And that's what I always wanted for my kids. You know, that they would get married and they would have children. And she was happy with it. And she said, well, I can go on now because Mel would have a daughter-in-law and eventually she would have grandchildren. So I respected my mom for that. And in Matthew 5, 4, it says, Blessed are they that mourn for they shall be confident. But one thing that I'm glad that I knew Jesus. And if I had not had a deep relationship um, with the Lord, I, it's hard. It's, I can't imagine. And there are some that still grieving, you know. It's hard when a person that you love Leaves, but God want us to get ourselves together, and He want us to be a witness to others, because through experiences, it'll make you be a better person. But it will make you help others when they're going through. And I know one of the experiences that Rachel can talk about is that when my father died she was there with me mm -hmm. and Rachel you can talk about when your papa passed that was a whew, that was a long time ago but it was hard because I probably would say I did everything with papa like like he would take me everywhere we would go get ice cream we would go fishing we would basically do everything together but I don't remember where we were but I know that we had went to the hospital and we we got a chance to see him before he um went to be with the Lord so that was good and you wouldn't let me see him you know after he died so that I could keep the the positive uh memories 
So yeah, it was hard. And then I don't, I don't think I went to the funeral no, either because I was uh-uh. a very emotional child. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So back to school. Yeah, but yeah, that was hard because that was somebody that I spent my time with a lot, probably more than y'all. <laughs> yeah, and then my family, you know, also they laugh at me because um, they say, and my brother always covered for me. Why, Mel, Mama Mel, don't come to fear us? But I have never had. Um, I guess I'm overly sensitive. Um, I had a, when I was probably in my teens, I had a traumatic experience uh, with my grandmother, and I was very, very close to my grandmother. And when I went to that funeral, when she passed, because my grandmother was um, a community leader. She did everything. I mean, she loved everybody. Um, she just had a heart for people, and I think the year we buried her, it was so many people um, that came to support, you know, her homegoing, and it was so traumatic for me that it just left all these emotions, and I had made up in my mind, I, I just can't go through that anymore. Because when it's like my spirit is so sensitive. I mean, when people are are crying and I, I just feel everybody's emotions um, when I'm at a funeral. And sometimes it's just hard on me, but I don't go to funerals unless I have to. And But I respect, I love people, I know we want to support everybody, but that's how I I deal with stuff. But I just wanted to let you know that, you know, God hears and he sees every tear uh, we drop. He will never leave us for he will send the Holy Spirit to comfort us. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. And will save those whose spirits have been crushed. And I think right now in the world today, I can't imagine you talking about we are now in the thousands of deaths through this virus. And I remember reading there was um, a father and a son that died less than two days apart. And I remember reading there was a woman that had lost family members and, you know, you people couldn't even comfort um, the wife when they, she lost her family members. And I think, you know, this is so hard. And some people die, have died in hospitals and, and nobody was there but a nurse to when they went home to be with the Lord, I think that is so horrible. You know, no one is around when you take your last breath. And I just thank God that, you know, we are blessed to have our family members and we are blessed to be there. And that's why I'm saying value this time 
um, as we are safe behind doors, locked up in our homes, as we would say. Um, but there's a purpose, there's a reason. That's why God wants us to value the time right now because we had gotten to the point we are so caught up in in social media. We're so we're so caught up in our jobs, you know, we're so caught up being busy that we truly have forgotten how to develop a relationship with our families. Um, this is the time, you know, you might not can visit, but you can call. I've seen people just drive up to the elderly and, and put their hands on the window, stand at the door, say, Grandma, I love you. I mean, that's what it's all about. You might not can go inside, but you can make a phone call. You can text. I mean, just the other day, we um, reached out to my granddaughter and and just said, we love you. We love you. This is what it's all about. Don't forget loved ones. Some of us have gone through relationships. We're not even talking to our brother or sister. We're not even talking to nobody. Um, stop being selfish. It's not about you. Everybody's going through, but you can just say, I was thinking about you today. Reach out to somebody. Text somebody. Phone somebody and let them know that you care because everybody's hurting. Everybody's going through. Those, there are a lot of people just walking around with crushed spirits. But today we are healing. We're bringing healing to your soul. We're bringing healing to let you know that God is still in control. And always remember that Death is not of God. Everything is a free will. You choose to leave this earth. And a lot of people don't understand that. They think, oh, you know, God took my love. No, he didn't. It's a free will. God says before we, before all of us take our last breath, I remember literally, um, I think my children were, I think, Rachel, I don't know if you were working, but um, I had a bad episode that I was washing dishes and I literally fell to the floor and my husband said I had stopped breathing and he had prayed to God and he said, God, don't take her away from me. I, I can't do this by myself. And when that episode happened, I remember being in a field. And in that field, I was laying down and I saw all different colors of flowers. And as of today, I love flowers. And I could see the orange, I could see the yellow flowers, I could see the red flowers. And I was laying there and I was talking to God. And I said, God, I know God, you are not finished with me yet. 
I know I have not fulfilled the purpose that you have called me to do. And when I said that, it's like my spirit came back in my body. And I could hear my husband calling my name. And he said, Melody, 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 come back, Melody, Melody. And I gasped for breath. And I said, wow. And then the ambulance had came and had taken me to the hospital. But I, as of this day, I just don't know why it happened. But Satan got a way of just attacking. And I knew it was not of God. Because when I said, I have not finished my purpose. I know, God, you got something else for me to do. God allowed me to come back to this earth to do what he has called me to do. I know I have a purpose. and But never think God took your loved ones. It's a free will. We choose. We choose to say, hey, but sometimes like my dad, when I witnessed my dad's death and they had told my dad, we're going to have to cut you open, which they should have never said what they were going to do. But my daddy that day saw into the spirit and he saw Jesus and he made up in his mind. When he took his last breath, he said, nobody's going to cut on me. And he took his breath and went on to be with Jesus. So it's a choice. I saw that. I witnessed that. Seeing my father leave, but he was at peace. So I just thank God that there's a place that we can go to, which is called heaven that we will have peace forever and ever and ever. So we have to make sure if we want to see our loved ones again, that we develop a relationship with God. Because in heaven is a place where only believers go. So you have to ask yourself, am, am I a believer? Rachel. Uh, so the next scripture we have is Luke 2, 3 through 4. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. Uh, the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Some would say what you know about, what do you know about death? About a year and a half, you know, we talked early how I had lost my mom, my brother, God, brother, God, sister. This was, like I said earlier, the roughest year that um, I had ever encountered. I felt empty on the inside, but I knew I couldn't let grief take over because I knew that they wouldn't have to suffer. And I know with Sister Tina, 
Oh my God, she was a woman of faith, but she suffered. And it was so traumatic when you have six kids and the pain. And, and I know towards the end, she had lost her eyesight. And she was a woman that wanted to do everything. You're talking about a phenomenal wife. Um, a phenomenal mother, but she did not want to live that way. Um, every time you talk to her, she had a prayer. She would pray even when she could not see. She would say, oh, I'm calling to say, I need to pray. I want to pray for you today. But a woman of just, like you say, phenomenal faith. But you ask the question, well, why did she leave? It's because she made that choice. Um, she did not want her husband to take care of her. She did not want her children to witness her just deteriorating. Sometimes, you know, loved ones don't want you to see their suffering when they know that they can go to a better place. Uh, who wants my daddy say, I don't want nobody to cut on me no more. So, I mean, he made that choice. And I know with Sister Tina, who wants to go through chemo all the time? You just get tired. But when you know there's a better place, and sometimes I think even the children was like, is there really a heaven? Oh, yes, there is a heaven. Your mother lived a life and taught you there is a God. There is a heaven. But now it's up to you. She left a legacy for you to follow. She left that legacy to pray. She left that legacy for you to read the Bible. She left a legacy that you got to trust God. I don't care how bad it got for my sister, Tina. She kept on praying. She kept on giving. She kept on witnessing. Wherever she went, everybody in that hospital before she left knew about Jesus. So I say today, what are we doing? What kind of legacy are you going to leave for your family? I think the worst death I think anyone can experience is when you see a person take their last breath. I remember Bishop Jakes talking about how he witnessed his mom and how he held his mom in his arms as she took her last breath. And a lot of times as pastors, we think that they know it all. They don't need counseling they don't need um, nobody to pray for them because, you know, they the pastor. But Bishop Jakes talked about that was the hardest experience that he ever had to experience. And nobody knew that he was hurting on the inside. But he was grieving. But he thanked God for his relationship with Jesus and how the Holy Spirit came 
to comfort him. And he was saying that was days that he couldn't even get a, a tear out. It's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. I mean, just like I started this broadcast, the pain I thought was gone. But as Rachel witnessed, I'm still crying. I'm thinking that, you know, I'm over it. But when you know that someone loved you so much, you're always going to miss them. Tears always going to come. But don't allow grief to eat you up on the inside. Children, you know, don't allow grief to eat you up on the inside. Mothers, don't allow grief to eat you up. Spouses, don't allow grief to eat you up because your loved one wants you to let it go. Your loved ones want you to talk about the good times. And like I always, when my children, when we had death, I told my kids, don't fly home from college. You know, don't don't drive. No, 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 no. You stay right there. And as Rachel said, I'm just remember the good times. I remember all the good times, um, my daddy. Um, but she did experience witnessing um, her grandmother. She came home to be support. She didn't want me to um, go through her granny. We used to call her granny. And she didn't want me to grieve by myself. Um, Rachel. So the next scripture we have is Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 31. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So God does not want us to carry what? Grief. When we carry grief, we can't move forward. He wants us to get on with our lives and to be free. It's okay to remember your loved ones, but don't allow grief to take over your soul. That's a key factor. Don't allow grief. To take over your soul. I remember couples um, that like been married for like 40 years, 45 years, sometimes 30 years. And the spouse might die. And within six months, the other spouse died. And I'm like, Lord. And everybody says, you know, they just grieve themselves to death. And I know when my mother died, you don't know how close a person is to that person when they die. But with less than six months, my brother, he just passed away, you know, just died. Because, you know, sometimes they grieve out of guilt, they grieve out of, I could have did more. And sometimes it's like, oh, you don't know how sick. And one thing about my mother's death, nobody knew how sick she was. But my baby brother and I, 
Nobody knew the pain. Nobody knew. Um, I mean, this woman hid the pain so good, but it was just excruciating pain. She said, it never lets up, Melody. It never lets up. And you never know what people are going through because they want only the best for you. So they hide, you know, what they're going through. But that's because they love you. And I knew my mother loved us, but she wouldn't give us a break, though. She was like, mm mm. We, nurses would come to the house and she would send the nurses away and tell everybody, my children gonna take care of me. But, you know, she was spoiled. But, um, but she knew we were going to do what was best for her. Um, Rachel? Uh, the next scripture is John 14, 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. So God doesn't want us for our hearts to be troubled. And we all we have to do is just, you know, really, really ask God for help. And then Revelation 21 and 4 says, And God shall, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. That's the guarantee God gives to every believer. When they take their last breath, no more tears, no more pain. But to be with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ forever. I know with my mom's death, Lord knows, um... You know, she was just happy to be with the Lord. She was happy to be free of all the pain that she was enduring. Um, Rachel. The next uh, scripture we have is Psalms 46.1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And then also Psalms 46.10 um, 10 says, be still. Sometimes we just need to be still and listen to what the Lord is trying to tell us. Be still and know that he says, I am God. I will be exalted among the heathens. I will be exalted in the earth. One thing I know about grief, when it happens, we ask the questions about where they went. A lot of people deal with that. Whether well, they go to heaven, did they go to hell, did they go to... It's, it doesn't matter. You got to know when that person... See, one thing about the love of God, everybody going to have an opportunity to know Jesus. That's the love of our God. He says, before you take your last breath... Somebody going to come along and tell you about the Lord. What was that movie we was watching? Remember the uh, the lady was a Christian, but she had married an atheist. Do you remember that movie? And uh, did I watch it with you or did I watch it with daddy? Mm -hmm. And 
the guy was in college. So the atheist man was a teacher, but he taught a philosophy or religion class. And then, and then every person in the class had to do a presentation. Yeah, yeah, remember? No, not dead. Yeah. And the question that the teacher had pro um, pros or proposition was, right. um, is there a God? Right. So the boy that was in the class was a Christian. So he kept going back and forth with the teacher. He had did this whole presentation. Come to find out, I think the reason why the teacher ended up being an atheist was either his mama his died. His mom had died. Somebody yeah. that was very close, close to, him to him died, and he blamed God um, that he died. But at the end of the presentation, I think the, I think the boy had did the presentation on you put so much so much emphasis on the big bang theory but who did the big he was like who did the big bang theory and oh, i can't remember the ending of it but it, at the ending at the end of the guy presentation mm-hmm. the whole class stood up because it was a mock trial basically and at the end of the presentation the teacher asks is there a god and the class, the whole class ended up standing up. So eventually he had like some revelation. He made it. He was trying to make it to the wife because the wife said that she was going to leave him. He's running, 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 trying to make it to this concert because the, because um, the wife had went to a concert. He ends up getting hit by a car. Uh, yeah. And he is on his last breath. But there's a pastor that was in a car across the street. He gets out the car, walks up to the guy and said, and, uh, you know, gave the invitation, you know, do you believe in God? And like you said, I believe God would give you a chance, even though he had been an atheist Atheist. for for probably 30, 20 years. Right. In that last moment, he had a realization that, Maybe what I'm doing isn't right, and maybe there is a God. And that pastor came to him and said, "Do you believe in Jesus?" And gave him the, you know, the invitation. And he said yes. yes. Took his last breath, breath and then went, went on. on the, yeah, went, went on to heaven. I That's wish I could remember the name of the. Um, maybe so, it was like, "Does God exist?" or this, something, yeah, something yeah. like that. But, but that was a, yeah. a good movie to show. Like, God always gives you a chance uh, to to accept Him. Right. And I remember my oldest son, um, one of his best friends, um, I don't know if he was in New York at the time, but he he had, he, one of his friends committed suicide, stepped in front of a train, and uh, was killed instantly. But you asked that question, um, did he have a chance? And I do believe, like I'm saying, I do believe Somebody that they probably witnessed to him, um, but it's also your choice. It's you your have choice, a, and some you people have a choice. accept it. I yeah, mean, you have a choice to say yes, and, yeah, or then, no, right? And then some people say no. My, I ain't gonna accept God, but you know, even when you experience, when you have a friend that has experienced suicide, sometimes that hinders your spiritual walk. Because you are asking yourself, well, why did he commit suicide? I remember um, when my son, um, Jesse, was, um, and he had, I think he had just 
went to high school at Holland Springs or but it was this guy that lived down the street uh, hung himself in his bedroom and that was the first time that I had ever heard of a young person you know killing herself in the bedroom and they were like what in the world and he had gotten involved and I can't remember all the details but Sometimes these games you play, he had gotten so caught up in this video game that uh, he ended up taking his, his life. But um, but you I, also don't know what he was dealing with. Dealing with, you yeah. You got family stuff going on, could have been being bullied at school. Right. There's a lot of different factors that we don't know that he was dealing with yeah. for him to do that. Right. And today, I mean, I found, I mean... Living in society now, you find more and more young people um, commit suicide because of bullying. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, my heart goes out to parents because the parents don't know the, the, the trauma that kids experience, you know, in school. And I think going through this virus thing, appreciate, even though sometimes they eat you out of house and home and they might be getting on your nerves, but still, a value. Uh, spend time talking to your children to say, you know, what's going on? Um, always have open communication uh, with your kids. And that's one thing that I know I've learned, to have open communication with my, with my, my children. I don't care how bad it gets. Um, you got to talk to somebody you can trust, um, but don't try to carry. That's one thing about grief. Don't don't try to carry stuff alone. There's always a mentor out there. There's always a spiritual leader out there. There's always uh, a mother. Like they call me Mama Mel, but I'm a mother to everybody that you can call and you can talk to. Because sometimes you just got to talk it out, talk it out. I was watching a video um, this morning with Rachel, and um, it was a, a musician, and he was dealing with past hurts. You know, his church um, had hurt him, and his ex-wife, he was still going through grief about divorcing his ex-wife. And you think people... This stuff builds up, and he said, you know, Lord, I just need you. I just need you to take away the hurt from my first wife. I just need you to take away the hurt. This is grief. Um, You know, people grieving through how the church um, ostracized me because I divorced my first wife. But, you know, but they're laughing on the outside but on the inside, they're crying, they're grieving. And like Bishop Jakes even said, I, I was still preaching faithfully, but nobody knew that I was crying on the inside. And, and they didn't even ask, just because you in the limelight doesn't, I mean, they have feelings too. They put their paints on the same way that you put that paint, you put your paints on. So 
I don't care how high you get up. All of us still need to have a compassionate spirit. Uh, the next scripture we have is Psalms 147.3. He healeth the broken heart, broken in heart, and bindeth, bindeth up their wounds. Because God don't want any of us to grieve our lives away because we will see our loved ones again with their heavenly bodies with no more pain. God wants to help you. He wants to help you. And before my, my daddy died for the last couple of years, like you say, I think my daddy knew I really think he knew that something was about to happen to his life. And this is a scripture that he always read when I was around. I would go in this little back den and we would talk. And sometimes in church, he would always pray this prayer. But I think daddy even knew that, hey, I don't know the day. But God has spoken to me that I'm going to leave. And one thing I like about my daddy's death was he had had a massive heart attack that morning. And I had a daycare center. And the doctor said, why is this man still living when he has had a massive heart attack? And then during that day again, he had another heart attack. But he had told God, I can't leave this earth until I see my daughter and granddaughter. And he knew Rachel was with me. She was still in high school. And that day after we closed. I was in middle school. Middle school, school yeah. Well, after we closed the daycare center, um, I came to the hospital in less than five minutes. He was gone. Mm -hmm. But he knew. Like I'm saying, a lot of times people know God will always make a way. Always remember, before you take your last breath, he will make a way for you to accept him. But it's a free will and it's a choice that we make. And Rachel, what was the scripture? The next scripture is Psalms 121, 1 through 3. I will lift up mine eyes into the hills from which cometh my help, my help coming from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer my foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. And our closing scripture for today is in Psalms 122, Psalms 122 and 1. It says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Have you found a church home? You can walk, you can't walk this walk alone. We all need somebody. So to sum it up, you guys, uh, with grief, make sure that grief is not um, taking over you. Make sure that you um, 
lean on God, develop your relationship with God so that he can help you through it and know that whoever you have lost, they are in a better place if they made the choice uh, to accept Jesus. So don't think that when people die, it's God's fault. We all have a choice um, in the matter. And we'll pray out, Mom. And our song for the month, Praying and Believing by Erica Campbell. She has a new release, and this will give um, inspiration to your soul, Praying and Believing by Erica Campbell. Let us close out. And first of all, I just want to give this invitation um, if you need Jesus, this is an opportunity to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. You can repeat after me and say, Lord, I believe in you. Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I believe in the burial. I believe in your resurrection. I accept you to be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, I love you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. And I want to be a part of that family. Thank you, Lord, for accepting me into your family. And then we'll close out. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for this moment, this opportunity, Lord, just praying for people that are hurting. We pray for those that have suffered this through this virus and losing loved ones. We pray for comfort. We pray right now in the name of Jesus to heal the brokenhearted. God, we're just praying for our nation. We're praying, Lord God, for the blood of Jesus to cover. We know, God, that release and comfort is on the way. We just pray, God, uplift the spirits of the people right now in the name of Jesus. It's okay to cry, but Lord, we pray, take away the heartache of the people right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, wrap your loving arms around all those that are grieving, that they will see their loved ones again. They will be comforted by the Holy Spirit. We thank you, God, for doing great things in our lives. We thank you, God, for my daughter, Lord God. Continue to let it flow through her to bring messages to bring healing to the body in the mighty name of Jesus. We love you for everything that you're doing for our broadcasting and we thank you God for allowing us to help people in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. We thank you for joining us. I'm Ray and I'm Mama Mayo bringing inspiration to your soul. Before the best you need When everyone else around They'll only see the worst in me I wish I had a witness tonight Said he saw the best in me I guess I'm going to let this test about When everyone else around